0: Thank <music> you. in Marius' house. Farmer Radar has lit a plastic fire. Oh, and here he comes in his tractor. I'm going to go look at lambs. I'm going to leave this phone here for a while because that's what I'm recording on today. And I'm going to let you all listen to the tinkling bells once Farmer Radar leaves. The moms are all wearing bright orange bells and collars because they're going to go up the mountain with all the babies. And all the babes are mewling and mewling in their teeny tiny little things. About a quarter the size of the moms, still, or maybe some of them are still like one-sixth of the size. They're just beautiful little tiny things. Yay. I'll come back in a bit once you've had some lamb time and maybe once Farmer radar leaves. Hey, we're a little bit shy today for some reason. Maybe a dog came through yesterday or something. Anyway, there you go. There's some more fresh grass. And then off I go. Gotta go talk to Esther and Marius. Okay. See if everyone else is woken up. <laughs> Hello and welcome. <laughs> I'm Dinah D. Welcome to the. Imperfectionists monthly podcast. I'm getting a good kick out of all these mewing lambs. They really crack me up. It sort of reminds me of comedy night. So it's Canada Day. Yay! And if you're a Canadian, that probably means you'll wear something red and white and drink beer. I think that's mostly what we do on Canada Day. uh, Some places do different things. I live on a Gulf Island and we shoot potatoes between the next island over. So Gabriola Island shoots potatoes with cannons at Mudge Island who shoot potatoes back at Gabriola. And that's what we do at Canada Day. Um, I'm sure everybody has something totally different that happens, but uh, hey, that's our town. So I hope you have a really fabulous year, Canada, because this is a really cool place to live. Also, it's a really fun place to visit, so uh, hey, come visit us Canadians. We're pretty friendly over here. So I promised an episode about Norway, and it's funny to do um, an episode about Norway that's released on Canada Day, but... In all fairness, I'm doing this episode in early June, so uh, it's, you know, Canada Day isn't until July 1st, and it's kind of closer to Norway Day, or whatever you want to call it, May 17th, and I had a great chance to witness that while I was in Norway, so I want to talk about Norway a bit, so we'll call this the Norwanida episode, and uh, hey, thanks a lot for joining! Okay, let's dive right into Norway. So Norwegians are innovators. They have uh, electric sheep, a.k.a. robot lawnmowers, all over the place, running everywhere. All the little yards have got all lawnmowers all over the place, running themselves, robots. And on the same front, the real sheep, the GPS sheep, They're on GPS. Okay, wait. Yeah, so the bells, those orange bells that were tinkling in that last uh, bit that you heard, GPS in those bells. So the farmers no longer need to shepherd. They just let their sheep go up the mountain, and they GPS their location, and they know if a sheep has sat still for too long, that it's time to go up and check the flock, or somebody could be dead. Um... Yeah, and then it's time to collect the sheep and they just GPS where they're at and go get them. Pretty hip, eh? Okay, also, uh, roundabouts everywhere and in rural places you have to yield to the right if you're driving. So you come up to a rural road and you have to yield to the right which is really different than in Canada if you're on the main drag you have the right of way not in Norway slower down eh and uh let's see so electric cars all over the place just everywhere electric trucks electric buses electric cars all over uh way more companies than we've even heard of over here so that's way cool trains are super cool they have free wi-fi That's pretty neat. Quirky end of things. We get uh, strange foods like brunost, brown cheese, made of goat's milk whey, and then uh, caviar, which is not what you think it is. It is a mushy fish egg, cod, cod, mackerel maybe? Fish egg muck that's smoked and stuck in a tube. Caviar with a K, pretty cool um snappy breads is uh crackers so these people eat a lot of cheese crackers and caviar meat and meats um uh, also on the quirky end is uh that almost all the buildings in the whole country are rust red white or off white and black it's really interesting it's the national colors so everybody paints everything those colors. It's a really expensive country, so didn't really come home with very many treats or gifts or anything like that because everything is a lot more expensive than in Canada. and wine monopoly concept are really interesting because all the same foods are available in all the grocery stores and there's not a lot of selection. And it is uh, hard to get produce there, so when you buy it, you have to eat it right away. It is very far north. Um So I guess if you think about the monopolies, it's kind of interesting. It's a, I guess, sort of, uh, in theory, would go into the taxes or something like this uh to c- help to create a more affluent. It's really just a theory. It was only 4% in all the grocery stores, which is very cool to get beer in the grocery stores. Um, and it is uh, very expensive. I think it was something crazy, like 35 to $40 for a six-pack of cans. It was mentioned during our stay in Norway that perhaps Norwegians invented hashtags because their words are all smash together like a sentence worth of descriptives all get put into one word. So when you go to read Norwegian, you almost have to be able to divide up the word into a bunch of small words to create one big word. So instead of, say, Esther and Marius's, uh residency is called Ramboo, which it is, they're uh, graphic studio is called Tinsit Versted, which is, I think that means Tinsit Graphic Workshop, but it's all in one word. Or Trev and I played the Kortspitfestivalen, which is like a mini festival of short pieces. Uh, kind of interesting. It just everything gets mushed together into one word, so hey. I am totally behind the fact that I I would, I would back this, that Norwegians created hashtags. Hashtag Norwegians started hashtags. With my partner, Trev, and we were visiting Esther and Marius, part Norwegian. American. Esther's Irish. They're living in Norway and it's quite a treat to be in their tiny town of Tinset where they're settled right now. They've got a beautiful heritage building called Rambu which they're managing on behalf of the city and uh, very soon Kongsvein Femme, a house two doors down, will be in their stead as well. The purpose of all this is to create an international residency, which Esther and Marius are going to be managing at Rambu. And it's tons of fun. We went as, oh gosh, were we the second or third visiting artists? Uh, Trev and I taught a felting workshop, because that's something that Trev and I do together. We are felt makers. We make things out of wool. And we performed at a couple fests and created a bunch of really cool printed material because Esther and Marius are printmakers and they have a fully equipped print shop. So we did lino cuts, we did etching and screen printing and it was a ton of fun. It was a really, really, really awesome residency. that are really interesting about visiting other places are their traditions and their various wacky ways of celebrating themselves and I think we dug a little bit into some of that stuff while we were there okay quirky thing number one I'm not sure Norway is going to be a tourist Mecca anytime soon because Norwegians don't smile. And it's kind of hard to feel welcome in a country where people don't smile, but I got a kick out of it. My big challenge was wandering around, smiling and waving and saying hi to everybody and seeing how many responses I would get. It was pretty fun, but quirky. Norwegians on a whole are generally really friendly individually, but uh, yeah, it's sort of funny, the whole no greeting thing, and even babies don't like to be greeted. It's very interesting. Onwards with quirky cultural things with Norwegians is they love to dress the same. Many people look very similar. They're white, very white, and somewhat white with shades of blonde, off-blonde, and light brown. Straight, bone-straight hair. Lots of Norwegians like to keep their hair fairly long, and of course there's shades of grey as well in there. Um, The no-smiling-at-each-other-in-public thing kind of translates into, um, like, live, live shows. So at live shows like there's no whistling between songs, there's no cat calling, like woo, not, none of that. And in fact, no dancing until drunk. No dancing, it's basically standing there with arms crossed and often not moving a single body part. And there'll be like rows and rows and rows and rows of people doing this, standing with their arms crossed, watching. And then after a show, they'll enthusiastically say how much they loved it. So that's pretty strange. And clapping. Yes, clapping is allowed in Norwegian culture. And everybody claps. And then at one point, they all begin clapping totally in unison. This is completely hilarious to somebody who's never seen this before. It's amazing in a huge group. Uh, Everybody clapping all in time. Pretty interesting. Nice one, Norwegians. Good surprise there. Yeah, okay, another big surprise. May 17. Huge day in Norway. Every town, everywhere, every marching band. Everybody that has anything to offer whatsoever... That is colorful or strange, crazy hats, square dancing, whatever. Parade time, May 17. Ow! So, two big things happen on May 17 that are huge cultural things in Norway. Number one is Bunad. Okay, Bunad is something that must be Googled because it's almost impossible to describe. There are, every town has its own Bunad. Every Boonad looks completely different. Boonad is an outfit that gets worn by Norwegians. Uh, You get one as a child, and then it gets altered and altered and altered until you're an adult. And they are very ornate wool costumes. Uh, All wool. Amazing. The men's jackets. uh, Then there's a breast coat and a ruffly shirt. Uh, with ruffly sleeves. There's short pants, tall knitted socks, and special bunad shoes. The women have long bunad dresses. They're sort of like an apron which goes all the way to the ground. Well, they are a dress and then there's an apron on top. Some of them, Uh, they go up uh, overall style over top. A shirt, a long sleeve shirt, and then there's gems all over their busts, all the way down their, the center of their outfit. Oh, maybe gems isn't the right term. It's silver, uh, often concentric rings, very interesting and ornate patterns. And some places in Norway collect uh, gems and uh, precious metals for their belts which they put over their Bunad outfits, uh, their special purses for some of them. Some of them have a hat of some sort or a uh, handkerchief that goes over top. Bunad is insane. And the craziest thing is everybody hopes for good weather on May 17, but the honest truth is gloomy, uh, cloudy day is probably everybody's favorite weather because it's just insanely hot in these outfits. You just see these people sweating like crazy. Plus they're in a parade. And the wildest thing about all this is that all these people are marching around. They go for hours. They will march and they march and they march. Like all literally all day marching and marching and marching and playing instruments and wearing their boonads. Oh, it is it's exhausting to watch, but it's really also quite a cultural commitment. They really celebrate their their boonads. And they really celebrate their Norwegianness by doing this. Okay. Number two, as promised, Rus. What is Rus, you ask? Rus is R-U-S-S. Rus tradition is graduates all wearing red all driving around in Roostmobiles, which is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. music, doff music, whatever you want to call it, driving around in red vehicles covered in red crazy things like antlers and eyeballs and all kinds of crazy stuff that they add to it, and images which they get screen printed on the side of their vehicles, and they pump like a lot of them pump the same song over and over and they do it all night. They're riding around the Rustmobiles. Now Rus is something that happens at exactly uh, May 17th. So that's so after the Commoners Parade, when the Boonads go by for six hours straight, suddenly is the Rus Parade, which is like when these guys go by, it's rowdy. It's like the rowdiest of rowdy of all rowdinesses because there's a lot of woo-woo-woo at that stage of the game. They're pretty hammered by then, and it's quite an interesting culture to see all these youngsters all dressed in red, and they have their school's names all embroidered onto their amazing wrist outfits. They're often onesie overalls, and they wear them only the one time, and it's a graduation outfit that everybody wears, these interesting wrist outfits. So that's kind of a strange tradition. There's cards, there's Russkart, which you could go around and ask people for their cart. And if you get it, then uh, you—they give you false information. It's sort of like a, uh, a um, um, an, an introduction to business card world, basically. So they have an, an image of themselves, mostly looking like hooligans, and. Uh, fake contact information, and a quote on life, which each of them has. And I have a big stack of these risk cards because we had a great time asking for cards from everyone and picking them up off the street as the party continued all day May 17. Wow. Rus is really hard to describe in just a couple sentences because it's pretty crazy to see that many people everywhere. Mind you, we went to the big city to check out May 17th. So that is more or less May 17 in a nutshell, which is the nation's biggest day in Norway. And the last thing I wanted to chat about is Kulturhusets, which is culture houses and the concept that Norway has such a thing as culture houses in every town and every city and every little mini collection of people. And a culture house is there to not only preserve Norwegian culture, but also to introduce new things into Norwegian culture as a bit of a foil. Very interesting concept, since in Canada, we really don't have a culture in that same way. As a settler culture, it's a very young country. As a First Nations-based culture, which this continent most certainly was long before settlers came. It is an ancient, ancient culture, but settler culture managed to destroy a lot of what was going on here with the First Nations. So really, our country doesn't have cultural rituals as much throughout the entire country that we practice. Mostly beer drinking and wearing red and white to celebrate our good fortunate having been born here or moving here or whatever, but we don't have that same deep cultural connection to where we're from and who we are, which is something I really witnessed while I was in Norway. Really different for me as a Canadian. I want to say thank you so much for listening to my Norwegian ramblings. My name is Dinah D. am your host here at the Imperfectionist Monthly Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey! It ain't perfect in Norway, just in case you thought it might be. I'm here to report. It's not. It's just as beauty at home here in Canada. We are listening to a band called Daitur, an album called Ilya, and this is from Iceland, an album I discovered on the airline, on the way over. Thanks, Iceland Air. That was really fun. Enjoyed listening to all your Icelandic artists. Have a really good month. Happy Canada Day, everybody. Or Norwanada Day, if you prefer. Cheers.